A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. You're laughing and your ears are clapping as you take your lady love's hand as you kind of stumble through the hallways of the Castle Lily stream. And the music from Baldrick's Feast can still be heard as it echoes throughout the stone. Um, and Avielli is just kind of pulling you along at this point, Sir Golston, and she kind of pulls you into her quarters. Um, really, it's the Lady Archilichar's uh, quarters, as like she's kind of her ward, technically. Um, but nevertheless, uh, she pulls you into the empty room and just... Uh, you know, she's pretty handsy at this point. Uh, you both had quite a bit to drink. Uh, looking up at the uh, the intoxication table, you have plus 10 to lustful, reckless, indulgent, and valorous, and minus 10 to everything else. So she's like, this is like the first time you've been alone and in this sort of situation with her. And like, she's like kissing you up and down your neck and kind of um, bears her arms and um, indicates that you should kiss the inside of her elbow, quite scandalous, and says, I must reward you now, sir, for your many services to your lady. And then she kind of like trips into the room and starts fumbling through this large wooden trunk. What's kind of going on in your mind, your hazy mind at this point, Sir Golston? So even though he's pretty drunk and feeling quite confident. Uh, His heart is beating through his chest right now. Um, These are the types of things he's like, he's probably only heard about. So he's, uh, he's kind of just like, Oh my God, like what's about to happen next. And I mean, sure. He's, he's had flings with other, other women and, you know, he maybe even thought he was in love before, but uh, right now he's just feels like a, like he's he's just like totally um totally like unsure what to do next and he's just like uh he's just trying to like um look as cool and confident as he can and he just kind of like saunters in like you know and and puts his arm out and tries to lean in a cool way as she uh goes through this chest and he's like you know just still like professing his love for her and just like oh my lady and you know all, all types of stuff like that um yeah and as you're kind of looking she she's she's having a hard time like keeping her eyes off you as they're going between the contents of the trunk and yours and you know you're just falling into these deep blue ocean eyes and she's nearly emptied the trunk at this point uh you kind of have a vague flashback of uh the skinny man but it's quickly dashed away um as the two are kind of just recklessly flinging like articles in your mind. But uh, I think at this point, your, your valorous is winning over. Um, But then she uh, pauses and brings out a paper wrap package. Um, It appears to be, you know, like 
to contain some sort of flimsy material inside of it. Um, it's about the size of like a, a folded towel. And she's like beaming presents it to you with a curtsy. My, my, what is this? And uh, he'll, uh, he'll start to try to open it like as gracefully as possible. Like all the while kind of like looking, looking to her, like you really shouldn't have. So are you like untying the string? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just opening it up. Yeah, um, you you pull back on the string, which kind of releases the the paper, and it gives like a poof as it kind of like falls away, and you're kind of you're you're staring at this beautiful blue cloak with like this ermine lining, and you see like it's a very rich material. Um, it's 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 wonderful, and it, it appears to have like a, just at. At very close inspection, just has like a single like a uh, a cut in it that had been like gently stitched back up again, and you're kind of holding it out in front of yourself. Uh, if you were to look closely into his eyes, you would see water forming up inside of inside of his eyes as he pushes back the the urge to uh, to to cry over this beautiful gift. Uh, it's not just that the gift is so beautiful and exactly the type of thing that he likes, um, but it's more importantly, it's who it, who it came from. And it's just like the the thoughtful gestures is what's really taking him. Uh, But as he like looks at it, it's not really his colors, but that's almost what he likes about it. It's like um, he loves that she has, has picked something for him. And uh, he puts it on immediately. And that brings a huge smile to her face. And she said, she says to you, uh, it belonged to someone very important to me. And I, I think he would have wanted you to have it. And uh, Goliston uh, takes a knee and uh, holds Lady Avielli's hand and uh, gives it a kiss. And he's like, my lady, you are the most important one to me. So I will wear this with honor. She nods. Uh, my father, Sir Amman, will be quite proud. And I think at that, uh, full-on tears fall from uh, Golston's face. And I think at this point is when you're finally recognizing that it it is Amman's cloak, uh, the one that has been like sort of his his character mark throughout all the times you ever met him. He's always been wearing this cloak and. You know, you've seen it in many different states, and like you've never seen it um, looking this drabby up close. But the fact that it's been so tenderly like cared for and preserved, like, like, I mean, how do you even feel about sort of that, that sort of thing? It's kind of like the this is like your your favorite basketball player's jersey or probably even something bigger than that this is like something that he feels should be like you know cherished in a manner somewhere almost on display like in a museum uh, but mainly what's going through his mind is like can i live up to this uh can i live up to this this article of clothing even am i fit to wear this man's belongings um, and he's just kind of like monologuing to himself, basically, that he, you know, that he'll he'll be uh, he'll act in a way that would have made Sir Amron proud. Yeah, it's sort of like it's like your fiance is giving you her father's old watch 
like sort of yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like a big deal because uh he's definitely like a, a man goalist in respects and stuff. So it's a it's it's like a it's very moving for him. It's like a it's it's just one of those moving gifts that you wouldn't even expect to uh to get. And with that, she kind of um, um rises again and takes your hands in hers um and says so far you have performed magnificently my love the final trait which a true lover must possess is the virtue of trust we're not we're not done yet and she kind of uh like is giggling to herself uh for your sixth task i asked you to stay as a guest at one of my manors for a year and uh he like thinks about it and he's just like, what? And he like giggles to himself a little bit and he's like, sure, I'd, I'd love to. It'd be an honor. And he's kind of just thinking about like, I'm going to be a, a guest in her manor for a year. And he's just like, uh, he's already agreed to do whatever she says. Um, so this is obviously like not even a question in his mind, but uh, of all the, of all the tests, of all the trials that he's, he's uh endured to prove his love uh this one it just seems like fun or something so he's just like uh he's laughing with her and uh just excited and she's laughing with you as well but you must of course entrust all your wealth and holdings to to a rival during your time there he's like yeah he, he 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 actually laughs even harder and he's just like, My love, what if what have you got me into here? All right, well, who's who's a worthy rival then? Who indeed? Who who do you, my love, see as your biggest rival in all this? And she's kind of like uh like giddy and nervous for your answer, and like this appears to be like the climax of some sort of game that she's been playing but you know one that Golson's been at least up to this point been willingly diving into and yeah like he's going to say like um I think he knows that she would probably expect the same answer so it's like it's almost like uh you don't even have to ask kind of thing but I think it would be Sir Agravain definitely um you know I think me and him have kind of you know, been 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 rivals. I think we've we've been like textbook rivals, and I think he's probably the best candidate, right? Um, unless you think uh, Sir uh, Gareth is a better one, or oh, Sir Capianus, or okay. Sir Tutford. I think okay. I think like of of personal like selfish one would be Sir Agravain, but the one that. Uh, the one that has like most come between me and my love would be Gareth. Right. And I think um, that would, that would show that I'm the most trusting would be that if I entrust this man who clearly um, was, was after my love, if I, if I show trust in him, then surely I'm a trusting person. Right. Am I getting my names right? This is the person that did pursue. Yeah, I meant I meant okay. to say Sir Gaharis. There's so many Orkney brothers. <laughs> yeah, okay. And actually, depending on which version of um the the text you read, that like they kind of like use them interchangeably. But Sir Gaharis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sir Gaharis. Then. Um, and I think I think he like struggles with that for a second because like when he thinks of his his textbook rival, it's probably aggravating. 
Agarvin's kicked his butt more than a more than a few times, I think, and you know, just. I, but I think it's like uh, this is a matter of love. Um, so yeah, of course, it's going to be Serga Harris. Yeah, I mean, Agarvin's <clears throat> kind of been like the absentee rival that hasn't even given you the time of day. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, it's definitely Ga Harris, the guy. He's like uh, would probably be most intimidated. Like not intimidated, but most like threatened by in in this matter. You know what I mean? Okay. Can you roll me uh trusting then? Okay. A one on a thirteen, a pass. So luckily with your minus ten to that, it's still one out of three, which still passes. Oh yeah, I forgot my uh my negative modifiers. Your rip roaring <laughs> drunkenness. I'm pretty drunk right now, aren't I? Yeah, you you both kind of are, but uh this is when your emotions are getting you know, really big. So, um, I'm going to say, actually, let's give her a roll. Okay, so with her minuses, she she misses your uh, apprehension at first, but then uh, nods approvingly at your choice. Well, Serga Harris certainly is a trustworthy man, and I would very much be keen to see your trust in him be forever placed well. So how do I bring this up to him? Oh, I'm sure you'll find a way. But now I I really got to show you. I, I, you. You remember that sweet gift that you sent me? The fabrics? Why, yes. I finally, I finally, I finally got around to turning them into something truly wonderful at this point. And you're kind of looking around and seeing like a variety of clothes all over the floor that she's been digging out. I, and she giggles a little bit. I, I simply must show you what, what I have made with them. Go on, show me. And she smiles and she's turning like kind of beet red. So what color were the fabrics that you uh, got for her? Um, hmm. Trying to think of what, like, would be some luxury colors of the time. I mean, uh, probably darker colors because it's more expensive. Um, yeah, they have dyes of deeper color. Um, purple is kind of um, reserved for like Roman royalty and Arthur, but you know, some some folks can get away with it. Uh, her color has traditionally been red, but. Uh, Whatever uh, her goals, like you know how much like a black fabric would cost because like it's one of your house colors, you kind of pay more for the dark fabrics there. Um, I'll I'll, I'll let you make a choice, but whatever um, color you choose, it's it's of great quality. Uh, okay, so that actually works because the color I was thinking of would be like well, primarily I would think like a deep red would be the the color that he picks, like. You know, like the color of like a Valentine's heart or something. And uh, probably also just uh, white and also uh, gold or yellow. Is there any significance on these colors for Sir Goldston? Um, the deep red uh, for his affection for her and because um, he knows that she likes red. Um, the white because it's just classic and it um I don't know, it just represents like the purity of, of what they have together. And 
the gold uh, for me. All right. So you, you see her as she's looking around on the floor, almost absentmindedly at this point, trying to find these new clothes that she that she's made with them, with these fabrics, because she was so intent on giving you the gift that any follow-up had been kind of forgotten in the moment. So she's she's looking around and she she grabs this bundle of uh, red fabric and kind of like thrusts it into your arms for you to inspect. Yeah, I like uh I unravel it a bit and kind of hold it out in front of me and just try to take a look at like what what is this? But I can already tell it's great. Yeah, and while she while you're looking, she kind of like grabs a fabric around her waist and kind of lifts the entire dress up over her head. And she's completely naked underneath. Whoa. So, uh, But it's a dress, though? That you're holding. Yeah, so, like, he's, like, trying to uh, compliment the dress, but he just, like, immediately uh, sentences cut short once he, like, notices that she's, like, fully, <laughs> like, disrobed. So he's just like, wow, you've clearly outdone yourself on... And then he just, like, yeah, he just falls silent. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of walks uh, closer to you and, like, kind of presses her fingers to your lips and she presses her like breasts against your arms and kind of starts stroking your hair and your beard. And yeah, I think Golston would kind of just like embrace her and, you know. Uh, would you like to make a chase versus lustful role right now? Do I have to? Or can I just decide that he's going to be acting lustful? Um, I mean, you got a plus 10 to lustful right now, so... Okay, yeah, so let's just play it out. Let's play it out, yeah. Um, All right, let me give it a roll. So that'd be a minus 10 to chase and a plus 10 to lustful. I actually failed my lustful. I got a 20 on a 17. All right, so let's try chased. Wait, so, okay, uh, I get a minus 10 on chase. So that would make my chase a three, and I rolled a three, so I feel like I might have critted my chase. Okay, um... So she had passed her lustful and failed her chaste. So she's kind of pushing herself into you, obviously, at this point, and kind of like trying to do her best to lift your shirt up. And he's like, my lady, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like trying her best to help you out of your clothing. I mean, I think you would just go with it, to be honest, uh, even though... I mean, the dice would say otherwise, but I can't really imagine him just, like, storming out of this room or whatever. Do Does Sir Golston feel strongly about anything? Yeah, strongly about his his love for uh, for Lady Avielli, his, his amour. Would you want to put it towards a amour Avielli versus, I don't know, like a either honor or some sort of duty type of passion? Yeah, okay. Okay, that way, no minus is in the in the way of it this time, if you want. Okay, yeah. So, so I'll do maybe like my honor versus my love for her. It'd be a no more. Um, but yeah, just uh, decide decide what what each is going to mean. So, I think it's definitely going to be his honor against his amour for Avielli. and basically the way I see this is like he is like. I know we shouldn't do this, you know? They're not, like, it's not, like, properly, like, settled yet. And, you know, 
maybe like religious reasons or something is, is he's like, I know I'm not supposed to do this right now, but then on the other hand, it's just like his pure passion and love um, for this person he's in love with, uh, which is just like a, a very strong force uh, that is, is acting against that. So, uh, so I think that's like, kind of like what, what they, what the two conflicting sides are in his head right now. All right, uh, make a roll and let me know what happens. Okay, let's see. I'll start with the honor. My honor is a 19. Uh, I rolled a seven, which is a pass on my honor. Next, I'll do my Amor for Avielli, uh, which is at a 24. So that would be a crit at 16 or above. And I got a 16, um, so that would be a crit. Okay. I'll let I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so he's like, my lady, we shouldn't. And then, uh, you know, as she kind of like pursues him a little further, he's just like he just like pulls her close, and then you know it it just fades to black as he as he embraces her. So, um, moving on to the next uh, stage of winter phase, um, uh, Lady Avielli stays with you for a few more days as does a lot of the hangers on uh at some point you probably sneak off um into your your own room because like the lady arc of the chars expected back in these particular quarters but um yeah you probably have like a like a really tough night um by yourself um after you know all all the all that entails so People um, hang out for a few days because this is quite the rager you threw for Baldrick. And, I love like, that. Like you're actually going to get a little bit of glory for throwing a good rager. Um, and this is kind of like the the second rager in a row. Um, yeah, second year in a row you threw a a stellar party. So uh, I mean, the first one was a little bit interrupted by you know some light arson, but um, a lot of your guests like. Uh, like you don't see them until nearly midday the next day, and like uh, uh, you you know Baldrick's nowhere to be found. He's just yeah. Um, but I don't think you have any specific duties for him the following day. Um, yeah, but little by little, your guests uh, trickle out um in the pa- in the following days, and the you know Fulton comes around and cleans out the rooms of uh, all the chamber pots and you know, put some new threshes on the floor for, um, for the spring. And life starts to get back into like a normal routine. Um, So, I mean, you have a few weeks before you're expected to start um, your, your stay at uh, Stonelay. Um, and you're probably like, you know, having letters written and everything to Sir Gaharis. And it kind of explaining what's going on. And um, are you using it to do any other sort of uh, like political means besides just contact them? No, I think uh, I think this is probably like the most absent minded he's been in his like knighthood, uh, just purely stricken by love. So I think other than sending uh, Geharis the messages about just like getting this getting this uh this deal in place where he'll he'll be in charge of my stuff 
I'm mostly just staring out the window and just like holding my heart and just talking about Avielli to nobody. So um, you have sealed the deal, so to speak, correct? Yes. I would like you to now take your pencil and cross out the word Amor, Avielli, and replace it with the Passion Love Avielli. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, you're starting to get ready and, you know, whenever you move house and, and you, you're, you're still expected to do services to your Lord throughout all this time. So it's not like you're going to be just chilling out at um, Stone Lay for the full year. You're still expected, you know, you have services to uh, the queen, you have services to um, Sir Gregor and, you have a kind of an understanding with uh, uh, Count Articulachar because you share some borders. But uh, yeah, um, as you're kind of um, packing your own baggage, trying to depart, um, you see another one start to arrive. It seems to be a pretty big uh, procession. Um, I try to uh, I try to take a look and see if I can recognize any like heraldry or any significant. Uh, people in the in the procession. So um, I'm not going to make you roll because the you know the heraldry of Sir Gregor. Um, you also see uh, the pennant of the Queen approaching. Oh, and um, yeah, like he would uh, he would definitely like take a knee or whatever if it like if it passes passes close to him. Uh, like just kind of yeah. Are you like um? mustering the your men at arms and knights and squires outside or something or, or are you just yeah. kind of like observing from the wooden ramparts as the stone is still being built up um i think he's he's definitely like in the process of like mustering the men and um and like uh you know kind of just like getting people set up and ready and he's just kind of like noticing this as he's like outside and he's just like turns around or like turns around and notices and, uh, you know, he just kind of, like, spots this at a distance. Um, still kind of, like, has, like, his, I don't know, <laughs> like, uh, his small entourage of people around him. But he's kind of just, like, turned and focused on this. And and luckily, you just had the castle cleaned out after the razor. Um, so it's it's been a few weeks, and you're, the windows are open, and it's, you know, it's kind of late winter early spring at this point so it's kind of warm enough to at least in the midday like open the shutters and you know let the let some of the musk out um but uh there's a quick scramble as everyone like tries to throw on their best arms and armor and like kind of really like make a good showing for the the arrival um and you could see like the the banner of sir gregor uh goes um to just like a, a a slow walk um possibly in order to give you such time it's, it's not yeah. like progressing towards you quickly anymore so like you're like okay maybe um maybe my my lord has you know my own best interests out and he's giving me that time um so you know he's baldrick's on there on his uh big black horse um sable um you got uh Kelly in his finest um, the comparison. You have a few other uh, men at arms. Um, your squire article has like is doing the best to kind of dust off uh, your armor and get you uh, well suited um, to greet. Unless you want to uh, greet her in your best courtly clothes instead. 
It's up to you. I would want to wear my armor, but I would also want to don the blue cape uh, over my armor. Um, oh yeah, just as just as kind of like a you know, it's my new thing. But also, it's like a it's something I'm very proud of. So I want it to be seen on me in this moment. Mm-hmm. And the 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 court and procession up approaches and. Uh, Sir Gregor um, dismounts, and you know he, he's he's getting older, but uh, you see his knees wobble a little bit um, as he gets off. But he still is in his full armor, and he slowly walks over and helps the queen, who is um, riding side saddle on a white palfrey, beautiful horse. You you've seen uh, no riding horse at least um, as its equal. Uh, she dismounts um, with his assistants and like. Several ladies in waiting kind of like spread out and start um letting her long train fan out. And like you're just seeing like this beautiful garment that you know probably costs as much as your manor would make in a year, just getting ruined. But it's also part of the show. Like this this outfit was probably made for just this occasion to get ruined, just as like a you know, like a soft flex on you. And it's just like uh, the purest, like pearl, I think is the, is like the the best color to describe it. And she's just like, like almost gliding towards you as she approaches. Whoa, um, yeah. As she comes closer, I, uh, you know, I, I I take like the honorary knee before her, and um, you know, when she when she gets close enough, I'll like give her a proper greeting, my queen. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, can you roll courtesy for me, please? And um, if you want, you can impassion with uh, your more for her. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so I will impassion my more for Guinevere. Um, so let me give that a roll. I hope I do well. I only have a twelve on that one. Oh, I got a ten. Awesome. All right, then it's a plus ten to your courtesy roll, and your your bonuses would apply here. Um, so we'll, we'll say for the, the, the sake of like, cause you're not in your courtly role, but you have the thing, uh, the, the, the cloak on that's a plus one. That's all your normal statuses. Okay. So here goes my courtesy and that's going to be a pass an eight on, uh, what's now a 22. Okay. And she kind of like, um, um, kind of like slowly, um, tilts her her neck at you and kind of lowers and she looks down and says to you rise Castilian. And uh, yeah, I, I rise. And she looks around at the um, surrounding area and it looks like she's like noting the progress and everything that's going on. Noticing where the wooden palisade is being replaced by stone, noting the tower, um, noting the, the bakery, um, which is, you know, one of your, your, uh, well-known uh, things about this town. And, like, she does all this at a glance, but you, you could tell that she has, like, years of successful stewardship um, uh, on her. And she's making appraise, appraisal of the situation and nods. Um, you you kind of look and you catch um, Arius Lurko with his head um, bowed, and he's just smiling. And uh, I'm just kind of, like trying to see like how she like what she makes of all this like is she does she look pleased does she look disappointed 
and she turns her attention back on you. Castellan, I heard tell you were dead. Ah, uh, not quite. Perhaps almost, but can't kill me that easily. And, you know, with this, um, like, familiar tone of conversation, like, everyone seems to relax and starts to disperse and go about their business. Um, like, her ladies-in-waiting kind of, like, detached some of the trains. So now she has a much smaller train to move around in, and she's kind of walking around the grounds with you. And Sir Gregor is, like, following at a, you know, respectful distance. Um, as um, the two of you are walking through. So, um, you know, she smiles at your comment and like there's, it's almost like the air is being let out of balloon as people just lose all the tension that they had not knowing what this is going to be about. Um, so she asks you, um, uh, what have you done to secure my lands? And, uh, you know, Golston steps forward puts his hands on his hips and begins kind of pointing out at the, uh, just the different improvements that he's made to, uh, to Lilyford and just the things that he's proud of Lily's Lily stream. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just kind of like, you can see off in the distance there, the, uh, the Melisarium that's been constructed. And now over here, uh, I see you've surely noticed our, our great bakery. And, you know, he's just kind of like going through all the things and, and trying to talk them up and like a, as they're all just like a points of pride uh, for this place. And, you know, and, and the sheep, of course. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of like very like kind of salesman tone, just really trying to talk it up as best he can. So you would say your contributions to this, the security of this land are purely economical? I wouldn't say it's purely economical. You see, the people here, we've we've built something. We're a we're a community now and and you know, we're we're seeking to to do better here. We have plans to build a church next year. Uh and many other great things in the works. Hmm. But I hear it's only been a year since there was a vicious attack on these lands. A vicious attack Sure, some could see it that way, but our defenses are great, and surely these, you know, vicious attacks are just a just a sign of these times. And you know, there, there was nothing that that this land could not withstand. And he's he's trying to minimize it, I guess. Is, Would is you like to make me an orate roll? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a fail. A seventeen on an eleven. She. She looks at you almost like she caught you in a lie. You know you're not lying to her, but um, you definitely you feel like you haven't convinced her that uh, you've done a whole lot about the safety. Um, I mean, you haven't brought brought up things like number of soldiers or like the 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 improvements to the defenses, the palisade, the tower, the stone fortress, or anything. You have not brought up any of that, and like. You like you see like this is popping in your um, head as you see her eyes looking around and like seeing all the military fortifications that you did put on and that she looks at you with an expression that be like I I expected a different answer but I'm not entirely displeased. Yeah, so like it's I feel like he's trying to play it off as like a no, nothing we can't handle type of thing, but then you clearly look around you. And you see these signs of just like, 
you know, like, okay, they, they made a bigger wall here. There's, there's more guys around. Like, clearly it's not like, you're not like not worried. Yeah. More of like, you just did a bad job of explaining it. Yeah. So like her, her eyes are darting around um, like appraisingly as you're kind of like strolling around and like you're, you're showing her like the, some of the, uh, the beehives and like the energy that they're producing and like, um, like maybe make some allusion to like, um, there's a queen within every community sort of thing that. Yeah, of course. Um, And a a statement like that um, prompts the question. Well then, Sir Gulliston, do you indeed have, have, is there a queen of your heart? Surely you must, if you were one of my knights. He puts his hand over his heart, and he uh, he stares off either into the distance or out of a out of a window, and uh, he's like, "Ah, yes, my queen, my heart belongs to Lady Avielli. She's taken hold of it, and I'm afraid it's it feels as though it's hers forever." And he's just kind of like, I don't know, he's just like waxing poetic while just like. You know, I, I kind of picture that, that hand on his head and he's just like hand over his heart. And he's just like talking about like, you know, he's in love with the most beautiful girl of all. And uh, he's completely struck by her and, uh, and and her of him and like all this stuff. And yeah, he's going to he's like funny. You should ask. And he talks about it for a long time. First off, check your love Avielli if it's not already checked. Uh, second off, can you roll me your glory? So whatever whatever thousands digits your glory's in, can you roll that for me? All right, so I have like 5,042 glory. So what dice do you want me to roll? Uh, D20, and then you want to get five or under. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, that's a 17. All right. Um, can you then make me a romance roll? And I would say you'd, you'd be okay to impassion with either your love, Avielli, or your Amor Guinevere. I'm going to impassion my love, Avielli. Um, okay, so this is a five on a 24. Okay, that's a pass. So I'll give you plus 10 to your romance. Okay, so this will make my romance a 16. So I got to get under a 16. And I got a 12. Yes. So, like, her her face is kind of like really hard to read and like you probably have like an inkling like did i say something wrong for a few seconds and then she looks at you and says but what about to me can you swear continued service to me guard my person and my honor can i rely on your loyalty to me and all and discretion in all things sir goliston why of course my queen and uh, he's going to kind of like, uh, he's going to bring it back to the to the bee thing. And he's going to say, even the bees know to follow their queen. And we are built of the same model by God. And I, I will always do the same. It is, it is a, you know, it's like, I, he's going to say something like, um, truly, I will always recognize that I could not be where I am without um without the the blessing of my queen and i intend to honor that forever 
Well, you passed your romance role, so she she seems placated by this response. And then, like, almost w- without ceremony, like, um, she, she nods and turns and walks away with her um her lady her ladies and lady kind of just leaving you alone with uh sir gregor i look to sir gregor uh what's his reaction does he look worried uh does he look like this is kind of going okay uh make me an intrigue roll this is a courtly skill and you are kind of like dressed to impress so you would get your normal bonuses to courtly skills okay yeah so then i pass uh because i rolled an 11 and my intrigue is 10 but then plus three for the courtly so uh that would make it a 13 so 11 out of 13 so you're you're picking up that um you're given some sort of test and you managed to pass somehow but um uh he turns to you and and says well Goliston, so sorry sir Goliston, and kind of smiles and looks around and like you notice that he he has loosened up a bit and has now taking in the fruits of your labor. Um, I mean, you just saw him um, a, like a couple of weeks ago because he came out here, but um, you know didn't really get a chance to talk with him one on one because you're kind of hosting a whole lot. Well, do you think that went okay? I think it went as well as it could have, my boy. And uh, you see, he just kind of like uh, wipes some sweat from his forehead. <laughs> And uh, he's like kind of looking after the queen as she leaves. And he looks back to Sir Gregor and he's like, I hope she was pleased with my answer. Well, you, you probably could have embarrassed yourself a lot more than you did, but. I'm surprised I didn't. Despite uh, your reputation for courtesy, you've never been able to sell a good story. And he kind of s- smiles. Come on, lad. Help I'm me. afraid that's true. Yeah, come on, lad. Help me with my horse. Yeah, and I help him down, and uh, or you know, help him with his horse. Yeah, and you're kind of like um, the the two of you go back to the stables together, and like it, it's like this weird moment, like almost like a position where you were like a, a decade ago, where you're just like this uh, young squire helping your knight, um, like with the horse. The like the two of you lift the saddle off together, and like you don't even think where's a squire why isn't his squire doing this because like this is this is a very like lifelong bond that you share with this man and uh like uh like he, he lets you take like the brunt weight of the the saddle and you put it down on a, on a uh wooden pole and like he breaks out the like these like two brushes and like you, the two of you start to like brushing him down and like there's a small boy who appeals appears with a you know, like a big pail wooden pail of water and kind of stands in front of the horse and lets it drink as the two of you are talking. Yeah, and Golston is just kind of like appreciating the moment. Um, it's kind of just like one of those like you know, playing catch with your dad again or something like that. And you know, he's just just taking like a second to appreciate the simple things of of life, you know, appreciating a simple time of when he was just cleaning Sir Gregor's horse and just, you know, had this big open world ahead of him uh, and all this, you know, potentially didn't even know about yet. And uh, so he's just like kind of enjoying this moment. And uh, 
he he smiles at the little kid who brings the who brings the bowl and he's like he says good lad uh sir gregor like looks at you for a moment and says my my good sir uh, could you do me another service why yes anything my lord i was hoping that you might have room in your household for a young page if you will one from my own lands one with not a whole lot of direction. And, you know, I was hoping that he could, you know, take him in as as you see fit and make sure that he grew up to be a strong lad. And when the time is right, make sure he found a good good knight to squire under. And you're looking down and you, you see this, like, seven-year-old kid just holding the bucket, like, both hands because, like, the bucket's full with water and he's doing his best not to spill it as a horse is drinking. And uh, yeah, Golston just kind of appraises this little kid, just trying to see like what what Sir Gregor sees in him. But he says, "Yeah, of, of course, it's it'd be an honor. I I will ensure that he's he's raised right under my wing." Wonderful, you you do me a good service. I'll uh, I'll be off, but we'll we'll catch up. And you're kind of like left alone with this kid. Um, he's just still like holding this bucket, trying to like, um, you know look like the most important page in the world because like he's helping a knight's horse it's like he's 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 really into his uh um his his duties and you you probably see a little bit of yourself in him yeah i think golston just kind of stops for a second and he's just watching him and uh you know he's just kind of smiling just watching this this person of such a young age um you know and, and it's like a really young age, but even at that young age, you can still kind of like know um, what things are considered important and stuff like that. And even just being seven years old, he's still trying to do his best. And uh, Golston is just kind of like crouched down a bit, uh, like watching him struggle with this bucket a little bit and just kind of like smiling. And then he, uh, you know, once the, once the horse has had a good drink and he sets the bucket down, he's going to say, all right, young lad. Well done. What's your name? Uh, can you make me a recognize roll, please? That is a fail. Um, a 15 on a five. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I mean, it's, he's a uh, pretty common looking, uh, is a, you know, a strong lad for his age and um, his lot in life. And he has some fairly strong chemic features. Uh, he he looks up with you, um, um, with these uh, big brown eyes, and says, uh, "Well, well, my my lord, uh, my mother, bless her soul, would always call me mean." Yeah, Golston just kind of like looks at him for a little bit. Mean, you say? Any brothers or sisters? Uh, none, my lord. All right, mean. We'll take good care of you here. We'll see to it that you grow up healthy and that you you know, have all the values you'll need when you go on to do great things. You'll be a squire one day, won't you? And he's kind of just like, uh, you know, like with kids when you're like, yeah, you're going to be like an astronaut when you grow up, huh? Like yeah. you tell them about their favorite thing. I, I hope so, um, my lord. Uh, uh, my brother always, my sorry, my mother always would say that uh, my, my father was a big strong knight and i would grow up someday to be just like him and uh once you passed uh you know sir, sir gregor looked out for me and you know 
some of our folk in uh, Castle, near Castle Terrible said that we'd, uh, you know, we 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 would grow up and serve the the good King Arthur, and and you see, he's trying to like start it through um, all these things that he's been told and to expect in his life. <laughs> Golston just kind of like, uh, you know, he kind of freezes at the mention of Castle Terrible, and uh, he's just like. In his head, he's like, "Oh, you poor soul!" Um, but he's going to tell the the young young kid, Sir Gregor is Sir Gregor is a great man, and he looks after people, and he looked after me, and I'm going to look after you in the same way. So fear not, young lad. Yes, he said, someday soon I might. I might do service to some knight and perhaps, you know, uh, meet my father someday. Out of character, who is his father? I feel like I would know in character uh, or like have some inclination. Can I make a roll to see if I can know who the fuck this kid is talking about? Sure. I mean, he did say that um, his name is Mean. I know. And that sounds really familiar. Um, let's see. What would, I mean, I guess, uh, you can make me another recognized role. If you like this time, you can impassion with love family. Okay. I will impassion my love family. Uh, that is a one on a 17. Okay. Plus 10 to recognize. Plus 10 to recognize. All right. So I have to get under a 15 and I rolled a 20. You have no idea who his father could be. I mean... He's he says seven, he's seven years old. Um, kid, you got quite the imagination. I don't know what you're talking about, but don't you worry. We'll take good care of you. All right. So uh, next off is family kid events. Oh, dee, do, dee, do. Longest winter phase ever, as they all tend to be. Can you make me a can you make me a D6, please? Four. All right. Uh, can you roll me a d20? And you are knighted and landed, so plus 10. I rolled a 20, so 30. All right. Um, so, oh, this is interesting. Uh, hmm. How many... Uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play with this a little bit. Um, how many um, lineage men do you have on your sheet? Uh, where is that? It's on the side with all, like, your army and your family size. Okay. Oh, lineage men? Uh, 14. All right. Uh, can you roll me... Can you roll me orate, compose, sing, and play? Okay. All right. I'll start with orate. Orate is a pass. Uh, 5 on 11. Oh, I don't have any compose. Uh, that's a 19 on a 1. It's not a botch. Uh, what were the other ones? Sorry. Sing and play instrument. Okay, singing I'm not bad at. Uh, but I still fail. A 16 on a 10. And I'm not great at harp, but let's see. Uh, that's a fail. Four, uh, 14 on a 6. So I, I'm going to take this like uh, in the events of her stay, Guinevere asks you to do a little bit of entertaining. 
And the the name of this uh, kin event was called um, Inspire Your Kin. So make sure you check your um, uh, your ore because you did pass that. And uh, for each um, for each um, success, you get plus one lineage men. Um, I'm going to um, use some hand wavium here, and kind of like as you're like speaking about uh, like the natures of love and courtly duty and everything, and like your love for your family. Um, you look around and, you know, like on some of the other um, follow-up stuff, they're pretty, you know, not really caring about what you're saying. But when you do come down to um, talk and orate, you kind of inspire a kin to, uh, you know, step up and be, you know, come into his own. So you can add plus one lineage men. And as you're giving this um, speech, like... You're, you're you're looking across um, the table as like um, some of your pages are serving, and like he, there's just something about this kid that you're you're recognizing as very familiar. Um, you see that his facial expressions as you're talking about um, the duties to family are just lighting up in a similar way your fathers have. See my brother. I mean, he's seven years old. Your father's been dead for more than seven years. Yeah, I didn't mean that. I'm just gonna let like watch the smoke come out of Sir Golson's head as like the gears are turning and they don't have enough into oil. Yeah, he's just like, God damn, that kid looks so familiar. And uh he knows he knows he was a terrible, and he's just kind of just like, Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's just trying to remember what happened. Let's think Adam. Who was at Castle Terrible? Um, you know, the domain of Sir Gregor seven years ago, went out and said the word tryst in his dealings with a certain young lady, even wanted to marry a certain young lady, but his lord said no. This is my son. And like, there's like a little puff of smoke as Skullst is realizing this, as every bit of game mechanic has been going up against him, except he somehow managed to get the one inspirational kin event that doesn't mean your uncle's doing necromancy. He's just like, I, no, I, yeah, he's, he's like just in such shock. Um, everything in his life at this point just seemed to be on such a, such a clear and certain path. Him and Avielli, just his entire past behind him. He just did not foresee this really. And uh, I mean, he has a duty to this child, not only because it's Sir Gregor's request, but because this child is his child. And uh, you see, he's just like, uh, he's going to be sick. And uh, he just, uh, he just like immediately goes to like an open window and just like sticks his head out and tries to like take a big breath of fresh air to try to clear his mind from the shock of of this situation and uh he's just trying to like think about like okay I, I have a son i i'm a dad uh he's already grown <laughs> and he's just like you know it's all it's all just like uh different things just kind of like just rushing to his head at once as he tries to process this dude 
I've been sitting on this for like a year and a half. I rolled after you used the words tryst in game. Hey, you know, I love it. I'm very, <laughs> uh, yeah, out of character, I love it. All right, so that's the uh, the children's section of Winter Phase and family and kin events. Um, let's uh, quickly get training and practice, and then we'll do glory for a break. Oh, my God. What the hell is going to happen? Well, you're going to do some training and practice. What would uh, what would you like to do? Would you like to increase a, a stat, a, a skills, passion, trait? Can I try to improve my uh, my passion, my love for my family? <laughs> I feel like I've letting that kind of fall to the wayside. Um, just realizing now that I have a illegitimate son, got a got a bastard son. Uh, sure, that that would count as um, adding plus one to that uh, uh, passion. What is your current? Uh, it's currently seventeen. Okay, you you could raise it. All right, I raise it to 18. All right. Um, next, uh, we got your glory for the um, previous year. And we're kind of rolling a lot of like what you did in this winter phase into it, but just because that's how it's been going. So, so we got uh, 510 plus uh, 11 plus 10 glory for um, throwing the rager and plus your annual glory and don't forget you're getting uh 12 each year for your cool wound damage for being size 20 10 for holding land 100 for your chivalry bonus and 100 for being queen's knights so let me know what your new total is okay so the total that i got was 839 um and that's including my like passions bonus is my land bonus Trace your, bonus, your chivalry, thing. Queen's Knight. All right. Well, so what's your new um, total total? 5,881. All right. And before we forget, let's um, uh, wait. Actually, experience checks were at the FROP. You've, you've erased all your checks already, right? Um. Well, I checked some stuff from when we started playing today. Right? Yeah, but um, yeah, the, the rolling your checks was at the beginning of Winter Phase, which was technically last session. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. All right, so we're going to take our first break then. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.